Welcome to the TOD podcast. My name is Lola C. Wolf. I'm one of your hosts of the I Am X Crew in company with Abel and other shenanigans of our crew. Are we introducing the topics of diversity, life, and death? This podcast is here to inspire, uplift, and make you realize what really matters in life. Okay, welcome back here with Lola Seawolf as my guest. And I just start with the first question. You have left this earth and now have time to reflect on your life. Death comes towards you and for a final conversation. What does death mean and look like to you? And what is something you want to share in the aspect of dying? Oh, it's something I could riff on for hours, I believe. But I'm trying to make this quick. Um, I think death to me always looks different for, you could say, almost every day. Because I'm not out of the movement that I don't have days where I'm not afraid to die. Um, but compared to when I had my anxiety disorder, where I was constantly thinking about death, versus now it's more a feeling of like, oh, there's this melancholy feeling of like, you know, one day you're not going to be here. Um, what does that look like? Like, it's almost like more in a feeling of like the unknown. And there's definitely absolute sadness inside of me that is not willing to let go of my loved ones, at least yet. Um, I feel like we all have so much more stories to write and things to tell and I keep manifesting every day that we are all growing all together and yeah I think some like most like if you know me I always say that death is a friend of mine and as much as death is a teacher about pleasure pain and power this is kind of like my my you know my sales quote for death um because death always teaches us so much like yes there's grief yes there's tears yes there's anger and there is a complex matter where in my eyes it's not talked enough about when people suddenly get sick and yet as someone that works spiritually and has been on the spiritual path i had a lot of conversations where people like after they lost a loved one reflect on it as in like this person has chosen to die at this very moment and I've been in situations myself before where I lost love once that there's so much magic around the story in itself despite the pain and despite the grief so like my family for example when we experienced the loss of my grandmother we were suddenly all coming together which was not something that could have happened if I wouldn't have quit my job And then suddenly my sister was also being able to give an extra holiday, which is also not to give in usually. So there were certain events where it's all kind of like we're falling into place so that we all could be at the funeral. And it's moments like this where I'm just like, you know, it's it's just out of my hands. And yes, there will be a pessimist somewhere out there that is trying to find the explanation for this and saying, you know, just that was just, you know just luck or something like that but I don't really believe in that kind of stuff I believe in luck but that's a different different topic 
but I don't believe in the the essence of like you know knowing it all I don't and I think that's the beauty of life to just not know it all and having the chance to explore life every day over and over again and I think that is something that death teaches us that you know there's so much more to it when we are ready to open up these conversations and have the difficult conversations and when we get emotional with each other because I don't have all the answers about this. I might never have all the answers about dying. I like to think that at some point, 100 years plus, which I'm going to be, um, I will have that feeling inside of me like now is the time to go. I've seen it in people before where it's like they just know when it's over and it's I don't know, it's such a powerful momentum to think like one day we are knowing when we're ready to go. Like that is, it's such a wild concept and it's such a such a big topic to riff on. And yeah, that's that's something that I'm, I'm riffing on off death. Yeah, yeah. Have I answered the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, some part of it, <laughs> some part of it. So I want to challenge you now because it's a dare topic and it's the question what is something that is not discussed enough in your industry and why do we need to change that and you can only choose one topic because we had it in the first part so you need to choose one topic which is not discussed enough just one can i do one for acting one for <laughs> no, no, not just one money Co co counts for acting, counts for writing, counts for business. Perfect. Thanks. That was a quick <laughs> one. I can't add. So then to the next longer question. The road in the creative industry can be a tough one, especially when you come from a multi-diverse mixed race background. Tell us stories or parts that need to be addressed and changed that have been your story and need to be addressed so we can all learn from that and can make a change happen. I'm asking every white person out there that is not ticking a box on the neurodiverse spectrum, on the LGBTQ spectrum, or on the different culture spectrum, why are you so afraid of change? Because essentially, when it comes to making changes in the creative industries that we are working on, that is always the core question. And yes, sometimes I guess it's simply ego. Um, sometimes it's, you know, greed. So instead of, you know, making a change and make and using your platform wisely, and I think there's still enough of white people out there that should use their platform better. Or any you could also say, you know, it would be easy to say, you know, there are so many rich people that don't care. I have recently learned that I do not necessarily always believe in that kind of like trope because most of the time like Okay, let's give this let's let's give this a little excurse despite not being going too much into it, but um people like Elon Musk, people like Bezos, people like you know, the people that are the richest people in the world, um, to simply point them as they don't care about people is simply not true. Yes, to an extent, I think they are mm, slaves to grief. Uh, not grief, greed in my eyes. But from a psychological perspective, from someone that has worked with so many freaking people on a mentor basis, 
Um, the human itself is too complex to not care. So that is a basic principle. And there's always a correlation of this is the system versus how do we make the make the change happen because the system is usually built on certain people that are profiting from let's say capitalism and it's a domino effect that would have had to happen for certain things to change but blaming the individual even people like Musk and Bezos is stupid and I'm not I'm not someone that is free from that like I had my moments of like eat the rich and to a degree I believe that you know certain people can do better with their money but this leads back to the point that I said before if we would have more discussions about you know the matter itself and how to actually change the circumstance and the system versus you know many money as a matter itself I think there would be a lot of like different thoughts and discussions that we would have in the world on that point. What was the question? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. You answered it. Perfect. Love is the medicine and proof that conquers all. Thoughts on that from your perspective after the talk about money. Now we talk about love. I'm really good with these deep questions. <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah, I think um, a lot of people would say that's a utopian thought to say love is the medicine that conquers all. I would like to think, or I think there are people that say, you know, love is the <laughs> is the the seat for a lot of problems too. But I think if the ground core for any conversation or discussion is love, so that we at the end of the day go out with an agreement without being right, without having to push through our opinion, that alone can change perspective, that alone can bring different thoughts to it. But a lot of times people talk with ego on their tongue, as I always like to say, and I personally moved away from people like that. I stopped giving them certain attention, I stopped giving them time, because sometimes that's the best thing you can do for yourself. And that is important too. And I think that's my thought on love. Nice. So that brings us to the end. But do you have any final thoughts you want to share now? Because the time is now to share something. I'm coming back to my mantra, which I have many, but... <laughs> I'm coming back to Let's Love, Hope, Revolt, um, which is always the concept of like where something leads to. Love is the, the beating, bleeding heart that leads to hope, which is the bridge for every revolution, which is then your dream to come true. And I hope that if you listen to this interview and these thoughts that I shared, that you start thinking and that you stop projecting. Ooh, that's a, that's a good Instagram post. Start thinking, stop projecting, guys. <laughs> um, you will see this on the Instagram feed by the time this episode comes out. Um, yeah, 
because I think that's essentially the medicine that we all need and I cannot say this enough the world needs more art despite so many art being out there but it needs more art by heart so I hope you create art by heart and not art by means oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah we love that so thank you for sitting next to me and ask, uh, answering my questions you dared to ask in the first place but yeah so have a nice day you listening have a nice day too i hope your cup of tea is empty or your cup of coffee or your cup of whatever you're drinking enjoy the weather outside or inside whichever will be the better place to be and see you in the next episode <laughs>